are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, along with my co-host, John Schuster. It says Michael Luke right there, but it doesn't mm. matter. I'm Mike Luke. He's John Schuster. Most of you know what we look like. Which is not a good thing. Right. Not a good thing. I'm sorry. You're not going to be bragging to anybody mm. that you know what we look like. But as always, the show is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero, absolutely fantastic. Does a lot of really, really good stuff. All right. And we're going to we'll break down what that stuff is in a little bit. All right. Schuster. Yes, so, Mike Luke. Why don't we... Why don't we talk about a little bit about Arizona basketball and about where we view what we think that they need to be doing going forward right now? Well, we had originally recorded this, but this is before we went on to YouTube. So now we're going to be basically rehashing something we already recorded, but it's but you know what? It's perfect. It works. All right. Arizona or Arizona Houston. Mm-hmm. That was obviously a very tough draw for the Arizona Wildcats. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You don't expect to see a five seed like that, I guess is basically my point. That looked more like a two seed. Which they were. They should have been in that. 100%. They, they should have been in the two line. Right. They, they were they they were ranked lower, more unfavorably than the team that they ultimately, I think the talent that they ultimately presented. Yes, yes. yes. All right. So, but the one thing about it, though, that I thought really did stick out is that Arizona definitely struggled with some of the quickness of the Houston guards. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. They were able to get places on the court that the Arizona guards weren't really able to contain them on. Yeah, well, see. Oh, you disagree with no, me. No, 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 it's not. You do, you do. Disagree. It, well, there, there are going to be some disagreements here since we're in such close proximity. It's a little bit uncomfortable. All right. uh, oh, don't act like you're not excited. Well, hey, uh, it's live, and who knows what's going to happen live. Uh, I think the bigger concern in this theme that you're working your way down, that Arizona didn't have enough ultimate athleticism in the backcourt, was perhaps manifested more glaringly in the TCU matchup than it was in the Houston matchup. Houston was a 30-win basketball team that had very good talent. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you lose to Houston in the NCAA tournament, frankly, it's kind of like losing to Arizona in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. You're losing to a good team. Right. Uh, and, and and lots of good teams in the tournament lose to other good teams in the tournament. That's okay. Um, but if you're a legitimate national title contender, and again, I think Arizona was. I agree. Uh, then Matchups make fights. Uh, then, then, then the TCU game may, may have been one that was a little bit more concerning because their resume was uh, at a level that Arizona probably should have handled that game. And let's I think be honest, a little TCU bit was not that good. And TCU probably should have won that basketball game. Uh, so then you start to look at things maybe a little bit differently. And that's why it's easy to look at Houston and say, well, you know, I guess Arizona's got to be more athletic or something, whatever whatever your line of thinking is here. Uh, you know, But, you know, maybe that's more – favorably interpreted. Maybe, maybe your argument is better, not because of Houston, but because of TCU. Okay. I think that's a, that's a good point. You know, um, Houston, I think if 
what you're essentially saying is, and I don't want to, and I'm saying essentially because mm-hmm. I would never want to speak for sure. you outward, sure. outright. Right. But I think what you're essentially- Outrightly, I'm saying, yes. Yes. Well, and we'll get into the harbinger of what that is later. <laughs> I can't but wait. I think the one thing about this uh, um, Houston team, though, is that you could easily make the case after watching that team that was one of the probably, what, five, eight best teams in the country. Yeah, I think it that's certainly a favorable. felt like yeah. that. Houston got as far in the tournament as they should have. They could have they, they could have won it all. The fact that they got to the Elite Eight is not a disappointment. I don't think any, they did what was largely expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't necessarily expect to get a team like that in the Sweet 16, but let's go back to your TCU point because I think you hit the nail on the head. TCU felt very much like a team that you play in the round of 32 mm-hmm. that a lot of good Arizona teams would have probably smashed by about 20 points. And I think the concern here is that Arizona this year was smashing teams by 20 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the last couple weeks, that seemed to be happening a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's hard to say whether Arizona would have had the same success if those two teams played in the same conference and they had matchups against each other. TCU, to me, not constructed, but in terms of what their season was, kind of reminded me like the Big 12's version of Colorado, mm-hmm. a team that should have been in the NCAA tournament. Be- Yes. Right. Uh, and if they were in the Big 12, Colorado probably would have been eight seed too. Right. But they're not going to win the league, but they're going to be competitive in most of their games. So right. most of the time in conference play, it's not going to be something where they're embarrassed. Right. You know, so Arizona usually isn't going to beat Colorado by 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, and TCU was that kind of team too. You looked at their games against the the better uh, the the top flight in that conference and usually they were you know anywhere from eight to thirteen point losses mm-hmm. and Kansas was that way Baylor was that way most of the time competitive but they right. weren't the better team right. uh, so the fact that they were able to play Arizona as well as they were in that matchup is kind of the area that if you're a Wildcat fan maybe. It's something on under which you hope to improve, and we'll see in the offseason exactly how it is that Arizona starts to look at that. Because, again, Tommy Lloyd didn't have – the roster that he had is the roster that he had coming in. Mm-hmm. Now it was a good roster. We talked about it was a, we've talked about how it was a good roster. We've talked about how it was a, how he did and his coaching staff did, did a very good job developing that roster. But generally speaking, Sean Miller provided the starting lineup and – Lloyd filled in gaps with what was available with with the depth that was available on the bench. Uh, Now he has an opportunity to have showcased the style that he plays uh-huh. uh, to illustrate that I'll maybe what, Arizona you're, is a You're good, making so many good points. Mm-hmm. Hold on to that for a second because I want to tell you about Stat Hero. All right, here's the deal. I love and hate all those buzzer beaters, don't you, John Schuster? I do. Basically the drama. But on the point – but basically – where you're on the other side of it, that's when it really stinks. That's what happened in, well, let's be honest. If you're a TCU fan, mm, that's what yeah, happened well, against Arizona. Suckers. That was a bummer. But that was a bummer for, for all TCU. the people. That, yes, not for us. So here's what Stat Hero is saying. Sign up for free right now, stathero.com slash locked on, and use promo code uh, locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com. Slash locked on. Use promo code locked on again for a 100% cash match. It's fun. You got a lot of fantasy factors in there. Make it happen. All right. So, so back to where we were in regards to it was the, a very good point. The, the the general scenario of what Arizona had. We, you know, when you're a number one seed, and again, Arizona deserved to be a number one seed. And I still believe that Arizona they has the talent. It. Yes. They I absolutely agree. earned I that. I like it saying some people deserve it. Yes, that's fair. It wasn't a it wasn't a delusional number one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an illusion. 
Uh, there were, again, as an example, there, there was one team that made one, one team that was a number one seed that advanced as far as it was supposed to. And that team was Kansas. Uh, so that's this is not an uncommon thing. Who we are currently watching beat Villanova right now? Uh, Another Wildcats team. Yes. Yes. Who 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 was in Arizona's bracket. So this is where where we are recording. This is the game that Arizona would have been in if things had uh, ultimately broken their way. Arizona was good enough to be playing on the final weekend of the regular season. But like a lot of other teams that were good enough to be playing on the final weekend of the season, uh, that ultimately didn't happen. And it's not as easy as saying, well, you know, Arizona just needs to get more athletic in the backcourt because it couldn't play with Houston or they couldn't play with TCU. And the reason that I say that is that Tennessee had a great year and get, got bounced in the second round. Most of the SEC didn't have a particularly mm-hmm. good tournament. You don't talk about the SEC as being a bunch of teams that lack in athleticism. Right. So there are a lot of factors, as you noted, mm-hmm. matchups make fights. Right. Uh, and matchups make up frustration and sometimes exultation in mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament. For Arizona, a matchup worked against them, and they just weren't able to uh, you know, prevail at a point. And as a result, Houston was able to move on another round. And I think here's what's very important for people to understand, too, is that we always talk about the golden era of Arizona basketball. Uh, it's not the Sean Miller era. It's 88-03. That's where we talk about where it's basically – For a 15-year stretch, Arizona is one of the five best programs in the country. A true blue blood, if you want to go by that that top five quotient, I guess, for a 15-year period. Arizona, in that 15-year period, basically was a national title contender every single year. There was never one team that you looked at and said, oh, my gosh, they have – if they won it, oh, my – that's like Villanova winning it or something back in, you know, the – Rolly, whatever the, his name Massimino. Was. The the suggestion that I would make there is that one out of every four years, Arizona was a legitimate national title contender. All of those other years, they were good enough to make deep runs. I think that's exactly right. But they didn't make deep runs. I mean, they did a lot of them, but and a some lot of them, them didn't. A lot of them they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really the uh, interest of March Madness. Now, our guy NPOB on Twitter was getting uh, with the NPOB. If you're watching this. About to give you a little bit of grief. All right. So our guy NPOB on Twitter, I thought, made an interesting point where he said, well, no, dude, 97 is the best team. They won it all. Well, no, they're not. That doesn't mean they're the best team. That means that they won the most games. Now you can say if you're an absolutist, which I'm not, that, uh, you know, 01 was 01, in my opinion, was a better basketball team than 97. And uh, that's just the way it is. But that goes to show you, though, the flaws in trying to project things in March Madness. Looking right. back, 80, or eight, everybody holds 87, 88 in dear mm-hmm. regard as they should. Right. Now, I'm teasing you on something because oh. you're saying what's next. But you know what is next? Built Bar. All right. You might be looking at John Schuster and Mike Luke and saying, wow, they have broader shoulders than I expected. This guy right here. No, that's what you're probably thinking, and you're right. And <laughs> the uh, built bar is the reason for these games right there. Now, Bruno, you always hear about Bruno on this show. Bruno currently is taking a nap, and but Bruno, if he could, he would consume built bar. He's a dog because he can't. By the way, I think he just heard us because it's mm. starting to rustle a little. Yeah, bit he's right moving there. around a little bit, and and then he promptly uh, went back into nap mode. Built bar though is fantastic. You like the blueberry. Mm-hmm. The blueberry muffin's pretty damn good. The blueberry muffin is really good, and we don't just push stuff out there that We've we don't agree with. We've actually tried it. We've actually tried it, and the results speak for themselves. Let's kid. I kid you not. This guy right here. There's a reason he's not showing his arms, ladies and gentlemen. All right, built bar. Check it out. That's the deal. All right. Mm-hmm. 87, 88. Yeah. 
rightfully holds the distinction as one of the most beloved teams in school history, if not the. If you talk to our guy like a Matty M, mm-hmm. Matty Mulebach, he'll say that in his opinion, and he was on both teams, so he can speak to it, that 88-89 was just as good as Arizona, uh, was just as good as 87-88. So we were number one longer. We were number one going into the tournament. Guess what? And he could say we because he was on the team. That's correct. We weren't. And you would, uh, you journalistically, you would be okay with this. Fine with whatever oh, Matty M says. That's a good point. So, but he Unless did wrong. right now, and then we'll call him out on it. But 88, 89, in his opinion, was just as good. Guess what? They lost in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that's what, that's the magic of March right there, John. The Schuster. magic and the frustration of March. I think there have been, and I get NPOB's argument on the, the most simplistic of bases makes absolute sense. The one Arizona team that won the national championship, it was standing at the end victorious as the best team in program history. Again, from a simplistic, logical standpoint, that's the from the hypothetical perspective. I think there are, my opinion, you could argue 88, although Oklahoma was every bit as good as Arizona was throughout the course of that game. I wasn't able to watch that that game live because I was only about three, but Mm -hmm. I'll say this. I was surprised because everybody talks about it like that was some fluke thing. I came away from that game thinking, man, if these teams played ten times, Oklahoma's Mm -hmm. winning a lot of those games. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, They were, were, I believe, and, and sometimes this works out this way, sometimes it doesn't. I think that year they were the two best teams in the country pretty much from beginning to end. Um, and then Kansas with Manning had its ridiculous run and benefited from being able to see Oklahoma about 17 times that year. And that Which certainly helps. helped them once they were into the uh, into that final matchup. But Oklahoma throughout the course of that year was as good as Arizona was for sure. And Arizona was excellent right. in 88. Right. So so that's not one of the ones that I've looked at and said, I think Arizona was clearly the best team in the country in a given year. I think. Losing to Oklahoma by four points is not that surprising. You know what? That, but 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 to me, the team the team teams are this. And then I think eighty nine was the best team in the country that mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I think um, ninety eight was the was one of the four best teams in the country that year. That was a really good year that was for a, college basketball. Yeah, it really was. Uh, at least at the top. And Arizona was one of those teams with a chance, obviously, to repeat and, and go into the tournament with a lot of confidence. And the 01 team was one of the two best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the 05 team at the end of the year was one of the two or three best teams in the country. And 03 was in that conversation as well. So there are five teams, I think, during the Olsen era that you could have favorably made arguments that had opportunities to win. And I think the frustration there is that none of those were able to succeed because if one of them had been able to break through with the benefit of the surprise magic run from 97, you're talking about a program that and a coach that has two national championships. Which changes and that whole, the narrative. Changes, yeah, it, it, it changes things significantly. All right. Thanks for bearing with us on this. This was our first to go at it. I am technologically an idiot. Um, and he knows more than me. And I know more than John Schuster. But for John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats.